Hi, welcome to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host and also the owner. Today I'm joined by the quirky but lovable Angela Jones, who is the owner of the fashion blog, The Ultimate Fashionista, and Audaciously African Jewelry. We chat about her fashion styling business, her blog, and how she shops vintage for most of her clients. Then we move on to her jewelry, which, uh, guys, it is totally amazing. She does show a few pieces, so you'll probably want to check out the Facebook Live to see those. And I will link it in the show notes so that you can check it out. I really enjoyed chatting with Angela, and I can't wait to buy one of her pieces. So you know what you need to do. Start listening to this chat. another edition of chats from the blog cabin i'm joined by my amazing friend angela from audaciously african also the ultimate fastanisha fastan i always get tongue tied on that um and she's going to talk to us about her jewelry mainly about her jewelry today which you actually you can see her wearing right now beautiful piece right there big statement piece i would afraid that i would knock myself out with that piece Angela, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, everyone. I'm Angela. Um, I run a fashion blog. I'm actually a fashion stylist, and I run a fashion blog. Um, I started making jewelry about three, four years ago, and so I'm just now starting to uh, try to promote it a, a lot, a, a little better. Um, my brand is called the Ultimate Fashionista. However, the jewelry I have um, named that audaciously African because the Pieces are, you know, are large and um, they, they, the uh, products are imported directly from Africa. And right now I'm streaming your blog so people can see what your blog is all about and all your styling. I will say that you actually styled me for my daughter's um, Gracie's quinceanera and she did an amazing job, even though it was hard trying to we're in different towns and it was like okay do you like this no i don't like this yes i like this i don't like this so tell us how you got started with the fashion styling fashion styling actually i grew up um with my mother um and her and my grandmother used to used to go to uh thrift stores and vintage stores all the time and of course i would tag along um my mom was um, into modeling um, and she just loved vintage. So her and my grandmother would go out every Saturday morning and, and go shopping and I'd go with them. And um, I just started taking a liking to, you know, the things she would find. Um, I'd go in her closet and play dress up. And, um, and then uh, actually one day I scheduled a uh, photo shoot for my son and I, this was, he was in high school and the fair, the fair was in town. And so my photographer says, well, 
um, I said, well, my son doesn't want to take the photos, um, so I'll have to do it by myself, the photo shoot. So my photographer says, well, just bring a few outfits. Um, we'll make it work. We'll fill up the time. Um, long story short, after the photo shoot, she says, Angela, have you ever thought about being a stylist? And so on the drive home, I was thinking, you know, I've been doing this. I've, I've been a stylist. I've In high school, I was that girl that people would, you know, want, want me to tag along with them to the mall. And they'd call me and ask me for my, for my opinion. I didn't really realize that people could do it as a business. And so that's how I started the styling business. And um, when I first started, of course, I didn't have any customers. I didn't have any clients. So I said, I'm going to start a blog and just start writing about fashion and put together different ideas of what you can wear with what and just, you know, provide style inspiration. And um, it took off from there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I love the fact that you shop the thrift stores, you shop for vintage pieces, because I think that's so unique. And that's definitely your niche right there is shopping for vintage pieces. Thank you. I, I like the fact that you can find unique pieces as well as you're repurposing the things that are already, um, you know, out here in the world. Um, um, vintage is near and dear to my heart because um, I just find that the pieces are quality made and, and, and like I said, just really unique. Now let's talk about Audaciously African. Where do you find your inspiration for your pieces? That is a good question. Um, Actually, how I got started with the jewelry is I had an idea. I, I had an outfit and I had an idea of a piece that I wanted, a piece of jewelry that I wanted. And so I shopped all around, um, tried online, tried various local stores, couldn't find anything. And so I said, I'm going to make what I want. <laughs> so I went to a bead shop in downtown Raleigh, which is now closed, unfortunately. Um, I took classes on jewelry making. Um, and I saw some beads from Africa, which is the beads that I use in my jewelry, fell in love with those and, and eventually decided that that's what I wanted to focus on, those specific beads. Um, and it's a reason, um, like I said, I purchasing the beads, um, helping the people in Ghana um, with their business. And I feel like I'm just giving back, you know, when I do that. Yeah. Now tell us about the piece that you're wearing right now, because it's a really big um, statement piece, definitely statement piece. Like I said, I would knock myself <laughs> out with it, but you've had the ring to match with it, which I think is really cool. So tell us yeah. about those. This is, uh, these brass pieces are actually made in Ghana as well. It's 100% brass. Um, I make different sizes. So I like bold and, and you know, bold and audaciously of big pieces, but I realize not everyone likes that type of style. So I do make smaller pieces. Um, the beads actually are made from um, recycled glass. And what they do is they they crush the glass and they put them in molds and then they actually hand paint them, uh, each one. So, um, you know, talk about putting work into your product, right? So. Um, I just, I just love them. I mean, they're easy to, for me, they're easy to bead because they've got big holes. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's really the gist of it. I like the way you said it's easy to bead because they have big holes. <laughs> As my eyes don't see well anymore. So the little seed bees and everything. <laughs> yeah, I know the little bees are like, yeah, you see, I still have glasses on. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> I got some examples of, um, 
some pieces here on the table, which you can't see, and some examples behind me of, of uh, things that I can pull and show you, uh, pull up to the camera and show a little bit better. Okay, if you wanna do that, go right ahead and just, just show us some pieces. Sure, um, let's see, this is, this is actually one of the first pieces I made and I pride myself in it because once I learned how to beat, I, um, and this is actually the piece that I had in mind for uh, my outfit that I wanted to wear, which um, that features the, the brass uh, mask. Um, the beats are, like I said, from Ghana and they're, um, they're a lot of the symbols that they use are called adinkra and they mean different things. Um, but it, if you look in, you know, if you research it, it's really interesting. And, um, and, um, and like I said, these are all hand painted with the brass in between. I did string this on leather, uh, but I also use wire and yeah, pretty much wire and um, uh, what else have I used before? That's pretty much it. Um, here's another piece that's on leather. It's got the different masks mm -hmm. well. And let's see, I'll show you this one. This one is on wire. Oh, I this like that one. I really like that. I like the colors on that one. It's really pops. Thank you. And the uh, earrings to match are right here. Now, how long does it take you normally to do a piece? It depends. Uh, the design is actually the hardest part, coming out with the design. And just, and then to me, it's almost like styling because you, um, you know, I think about the colors, the what goes well together as far as the beads go. So it's not just a matter of just stringing beads. It's the design, like almost like an artist, you know, um, is the piece that you put the work into. Once you get your design, I mean, stringing them is the easy part. So how do you come up with your designs? I basically think about colors. Um, I, I do it the same way I style. I don't have really a method, but it's more or less just thinking about the colors. And I like I like mixing things, if you haven't noticed in my uh, fashion blog. For mm -hmm. instance, I'll mix um, florals and um, animal prints a lot. And so I think about that when I'm also designing the jewelry with regards to um, you know, mixing different patterns and patterns and prints and things like that and different materials to make it interesting. Do you put anything down on paper or do you just bead and see what looks right? I just bead and see what looks right. <laughs> How often have you gotten to a point and you're just like, no, and it's halfway down and you're like, no, it doesn't look right. I'm going to redo this all thing. Have you ever? Yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, sometimes I just... I'll, it's one of those things where you know it when you see it, you know, mm -hmm. have to feel like that, like when you're shopping for something and you may not know it quite what you're looking for, but um, when you see it, you're like, that's it. So I have a lot of those, that's it moments. I just restring until I get a design that I, I like. And, um, or if I'm doing custom, really all the work is custom. I will say that um, I try not to make you know, the same pieces, because I want everyone to feel unique, um, that they have something special that they can't just walk out and see anyone else with. Um, 
So yeah. <laughs> I think that's where your vintage part comes in with your fashion blog. It kind of ties in with your jewelry as well, because you want people not to have the same thing. You don't want to be able someone to go to Ross and buy the same exact outfit that you've styled somebody in. So I think that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Or if they do buy that same outfit, I mean, we can put a twist on it where yours wouldn't look like the person who wears it because in reality, you know, fashion is repeated, you know, all over the place and we see the same things, but um, to add that uniqueness to an outfit or, or a piece of jewelry is um, what I strive for. Yeah. So where do you get your inspirations? Like I said, where, like, for like custom pieces, do do people come and tell you like, Hey, I want this color, this color and this color. Or do they say, I want something like this or. Had it all just like with styling. Um, I've had it all. I've had pe people who have seen things I've made and I haven't had to market a lot because the jewelry sells itself. Once I make it and if I post it or if someone wears it, um, I usually get a lot more orders just from that. So what I tell them is that I may not be able to make that exact same piece, but something similar. So in that in that case, um, that's the way I handle it. Or I've had people say, I want you to make me something. And then I might say, well, I might just think about uh, that person and their personality and their style. And, you know, some people just like with personal styling, they allow you to uh, freely, they want a change, so to speak. Mm -hmm. They, they welcome the idea of, you know, let me let her come up with, with it. I mean, I, I, I'm a stylist and I actually like when people style me because everyone styles, everyone would wear something different. So um, that's basically it. I mean, I think about the person, um, I think, or if they tell me what colors they like, then I'll work with, you know, the beads I have that are the colors, things like that. But, yeah, I'm actually showing right now on the piece is that the piece that you're wearing currently or this, close to it? Yeah, this is the piece that I'm wearing currently. Uh-huh. And so is that available to um for sale right now or no? This one isn't, but like I said, I can uh make something similar. <laughs> um, you're and like, oh, this is my personal one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a custom order. That was a custom order because a client saw another client with one. And it just so happens that I had um I had another one of these big medallions. These are not um, easy to get. And the brass over the last four years has become um, a lot more expensive. So, you know, and, and a lot, and a lot uh, less available. So. Uh, and you do bracelets too? Men's bracelets. Hmm. Do a lot of men's bracelets. Um, men are into those bead bracelets like crazy. <laughs> and I do on the stretchy. Um, the, the, the stretchy um, rope. Yeah, I'm just going through. I'm just letting everybody see your um, Instagram. I like this one. I like the subtle tones in it. It's not so big and bold. It's like subtly there. A men's um, necklace. And I have another example. This is one I made for my son that was actually the inspiration for the one you're showing. Let me hold a camera up. This one has a, um, instead of a brass mask, it has Af Africa um, brass pendant on it. But I had made this for, for uh, my son and then a client saw it and was like, I want one. I want one with the mask. So <laughs> you're like, so I'm just going to 
<laughs> Has there ever been one that you said, no, I can't do it because you don't have the availability of the meats or availability of the medallions? Only, yes, only uh, a few times I had someone ask for um, a big medallion like this and I didn't, wasn't able to get any. So I had to, I made them one. Let me see if I have an example. Um, it was a little bit bigger than this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty. And you can see the size, thank you, compared to, to mine. And she was fine with it. She liked, she didn't, you know, really quite like the big, big. So she, she was pleased with it. Um, here's another one that I made. Uh, it's the same type of medallion, different pattern, but it's with the different colors. I think I'm more drawn to those colors, the the yellows and the blues and the yeah. light greens. I like those colors better than the more subtle color colors. And this one is meant to be more of a choker. Um, this is this one sits, you know, higher than the piece that I'm wearing, and it kind of comes more more, you know, higher. So, but anyway, getting back to your question, yes, I have. Um, the only other time I couldn't make something is. They wanted a a uh, sorority uh, bracelet, and finding certain colors in these beads are not easy. I mean, colors like maybe pink, and that's the color that I had an issue, a small issue finding at that particular time. So everything is is really not where I can say, oh, I'm going to order five of these or whatever. It's more of you get what is available and what's made by the market you know, over in Ghana. So. And I love that you're supporting uh, an African owned company or an African owned beads and they're repurposing the glass. And I, you know, I'm all about repurpose, reuse, recycle stuff and supporting people and supporting not only women, but also supporting minorities in business. So tell me why it's important to support minorities in business. I know why, but explain to the viewers that may not know why it's important. <laughs> well, I mean, for one, um, there's not a lot of us. I mean, there's, that's, I really don't, I never use that word minority, but um, there's just not a lot of um, businesses compared to, um, you know, other type businesses. And, um, and then of course with, with COVID that added, you know, additional um, struggles for just, not even just black businesses, but, or, I don't know, as you say, minority businesses, but just businesses in general. So, um, I'm very much into also supporting my local community on top of the two that you just mentioned. Um, I just think, you know, and I wrote about it recently on a post on Instagram that we're fortunate where we live in an area where, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like Raleigh and this area here around here is in North Carolina. It's just a small town, even though it's big mm -hmm. and just because we've connected, you know, with people. And so that makes me of course, want to pour back into my community. Yeah, I love the fact that you pour back into your community because that's so important. That And plus, it's important that we learn from each other and we learn about each other's experience instead of saying, well, you're like this or, or just assume that people are like a certain way and they're not. Because, I mean, I absolutely adore you. You know, I adore you. I, I kind of really I was like maybe a little bit in tears. I'm not going to lie. When you texted and said you couldn't come to Gracie's Quinceanera because somebody had gotten sick. And I was like, Oh, cause I really wanted you to see everything that you helped me pull together. So yeah, my mom has uh, been, been um, 
you know, battling some health issues over these last couple of years. So it's just been a lot of, um, you know, going back and forth. She lives in Virginia. So it's a lot of, a lot of that. And um, yeah, so that was, that was what was going on. <laughs> Got one of those calls that said, Hey, you need to come now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where can people buy your jewelry? Do they message you on Facebook, Instagram? How do they get in contact with you about it? That's the best way for now. I'm in the process of having the website um, created and I've already created a Facebook page for the jewelry and as well as an Instagram. So um, they can reach out to me on either of those platforms or they could actually even go to the ultimate fashionista and, you know, contact me through there. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the best way. And yeah. then I'll, I treat it like I do my styling. It's just, you know, I work with them and see what they're looking for. Um, I'll have ready-made pieces that I will be selling and posting on those platforms very, very soon. I would say in the next week. That was my next question. Would you have ready-made pieces? And you already answered it. <laughs> I know a lot of people want to, they want to shop for like grandparents, parents, graduates, you know, graduation seasons around and you know, birthdays are coming up, anniversaries are coming up and they want to be able to just grab and go instead of having a, a design one. Yep. yep. So this would be a great, even Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. So yeah, contact Angela if you know a, a man that needs a bracelet. I mean, because you saw how beautiful that was. I, I actually want one of them for myself. <laughs> Um, in fact, the bracelets don't take long. So if someone were to contact me, they could get it the same day. I oh, mean, cool. one that has like a tiger print and it has the black, um, excuse me, the uh, brass piece on it, but it has a tiger print and a black bead. And then here's one that was kind of a custom. Someone was a, um, in, a in a fraternity and they wanted their their colors and things. And I even went out and I was able to find the little, you know, the little uh, symbols. <laughs> so that's super cool. I love the fact you said the bracelets were easy to make and that you could actually get them with. That's a great marketing point for you to say, hey, turn around, great turnaround for our bracelets. The ones that I'll be posting in the next couple of days as they're available because I can just whip those out, mail them out, you know, pretty much the same day. Now, this is not your 100% day job, is it? No. <laughs> I'm like a one a side hustle. Yes, I'm a one-woman shop. I, um, I'm an engineer. I'm a, actually a, a project manager for IBM, and I work on artificial intelligence. <laughs> oh, so wow. So this is like a way to get your creative mind going and, and kind of just kind of when you get home from the end of the day, just kind of just like relax and just... Yes. Drop the corporate world. I really didn't plan on um, becoming a, an artesian, a jewelry maker. But um, once I started with that first piece, I was hooked. I said, oh, this is just a, you know, a great creative outlet. I can, it's almost like crocheting. I mean, you could take it with you when you go on trips, you know, you might get inspired by something you see and easily create a piece. Now, real quick, you mentioned trips, so I've got to know because I know COVID has put a damper on your travel. <laughs> Folks, this lady travels all over the place. <laughs> so, do you have a trip planned in the near future, maybe, kind of, sort of? But I think I'm going to have to cancel it. I, I'm go I was actually going to Ghana 
Oh, uh, this month. <laughs> so that trip has been canceled. Um, I was supposed to be in Turkey in March and I had to cancel that trip. And I have a plane reservation for Morocco in September that I'm going to cancel as well. So I won't be doing any international um, traveling this year. I've decided, you know, because of COVID, it's just not worth the risk. And um, so again, I mean, we're fortunate to live in North Carolina where we have all these neat things to do, mountain beach or just parks and, you know, museums. So I plan on doing a lot of that for the rest okay. of the year. Yeah, and maybe get some inspiration for your jewelry here. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so now you can say, okay, this is the North Carolina niche. This is like the um, the turkey niche, you know, wherever you visit, you know, you can talk about, because I know a lot of people would like jewelry inspired by places that you go. Exactly. I was, that's one reason why I like traveling is just to, to learn about the culture and, um, and get inspired by everything that I'm learning and see and meet, meet people, of course, all over the world. That is so awesome. And I, honestly, I am like, I like fangirling whenever you go visit somewhere and your pictures are amazing. Who, who takes your pictures when you go? Do you set a timer or? I do. I, um, I started doing that too. I, I just started taking a tripod and, you know, I have a little remote and I use that if no one's around. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, you're, you've got a great eye. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Someone was just asking me, they're like, are you planning on becoming a photographer? And I'm like, if I try to add one more thing to my <laughs> to my list, I don't know if I could survive. <laughs> but I do love photography, too. That's one thing I like. So maybe after you retire, maybe photography and jewelry making will be something that keeps you busy during your retirement. Not to that say you're going to retire anytime soon, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I love I love my day job, too, just equally as much as uh, the creative side. I love technology and being a part of it and, uh, you know, work, working for IBM and, um, you know, developing software for companies to use to change the world for the better is what I really love. So, yeah, I, I hope to be around for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. I love how you talk about the company you're changing. It's changing. Software is changing the world, but also you're changing the world with the jewelry by bringing in pieces from beads from Ghana. Oh, did I say it right? Ghana? Ghana. I said it right in that time. Um, and bringing that in and showing people, you know, how beautiful these beads are, something that people would not be seeing in everyday life. And then creating a beautiful piece of jewelry with the beautiful beads as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. So is there anything else you would like to share with the viewers? Um, that's really it. I, I I don't have anything else. I mean, I have a few more pieces I can share. Okay. So you, here's another medallion. Um, this one has the red reds in it, and it, and this was made on. Um, this was actually strung on leather as well. Um, so that one. What else? I've got this one that has the uh, orange and browns in it. Oh, I like those. Thank you. Um, and look at the intricacy of the beads. I mean, look at the work on them. Oh, thank you. There's one more that has uh, some brass and piece, pieces incorporated into it. 
so it's just fun. It's fun. It's really, really fun. Um, so if you're interested in ordering or even looking at her, any of her jewelry, go to, I've got the ultimatefascination.com blog scrolling down the bottom. That's how you can contact her. Or you can go to her Instagram page at audaciously African, which is scrolling down at the bottom of the page. And also check out the Facebook page, audaciously African as well. Angela, thank you so much for joining today. And I am looking forward to contacting you about a piece because I want a piece of your jewelry. I really want a piece of your jewelry. Melissa, thanks so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. You know, I, I love you to death. Um, I'm just blessed that we met, you know, years ago and we've been able to keep in contact. And I'm still looking forward to coming to your blog cabin. <laughs> once, well, once well, you see a little bit of a background of it right now because that's where I'm at right now. So <laughs> I still want to come out there and just have a cup of tea with you. So Yes, and thanks thanks again for um for having me today. It's been right. anytime, anytime, Angela. You're more than welcome. Okay, guys, have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I hope you enjoyed meeting Angela. She is such a sweetheart. And now you know where we are connected. She actually styled me for my daughter's quinceanera. And I love how she supports people in Ghana by buying the beads that she's using in her jewelry. I also love that the beads are made from recycled glass because, hey, you know me, um, recycle, repurpose, reuse. Those are like my three R's. I love that. I love turning vintage things into giving it new purpose. Which brings me to this point. I've turned this chat from the blog cabin to not only this podcast, but as you know before, a Facebook Live and YouTube. So if you miss any episode, you can easily check it out on YouTube, Facebook Live, or like I said, this podcast. And especially if you want to see the face behind the voice, you want to check out YouTube or Facebook Live. I will say the lives go um, earlier. You'll see them quicker than the YouTube because I'm spreading the YouTubes out. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin family and podcast. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to the show and to leave a rating or review. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting.